Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Living Healthy Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Gavell. And I'm your co-host, Brittany Welch. And today, we're going to get your nutrition back on track. You know, during the pandemic, our lives changed rapidly, and our routines were shattered. That means that we had to adapt quickly to working at home, spending more time with our families, and dealing with the fallout of a dramatically reduced social life. Unfortunately, along with these changes, in a lot of cases, came the deterioration of our own personal health. Perhaps you found it hard to create boundaries between your work life and your home life since they were both always present. Or maybe you couldn't find an outlet for the stress that was building up every day and everything just felt overwhelming. Or maybe you just started eating more to cope with all the anxiety. Well, today we're going to try and get you out of at least one of those ruts by focusing on nutrition. Your diet or what you tend to eat every day can play a major role in how you feel and how you handle the pressures of everyday life. So to get you back on track with your nutrition, our guest today is going to share five steps to jumpstart your diet. And of course, our virtual guest today is none other than registered dietitian, Debbie James. Welcome back to the show, Debbie. Thank you again. And what a wonderful time to think about something new in this new year. Absolutely. Yes. Going to jumpstart those diets for everyone. Okay. We had, we just made it through the holidays. So let's get back on track here. Uh, like I mentioned, a lot of us got off track last year, probably with our diets. Um, so as we were kind of lamenting this fact, Debbie, we thought it'd be a good idea to come up with some simple steps uh, to right the ship, get back on track and create some good eating habits. So uh, you kind of came up with these five steps. Uh, what's the first step to getting back to a healthy diet? Well, you said good eating habits. And so I actually put them together in the acronym HABIT, H-A-B-I-T. So the H is for healthy diet. Define what eating healthy means to you because it's not the same for everybody. It could be Hmm. smaller portions to be calorie controlled. It could be more plant-based. Maybe it's low fat to deal with your cholesterol. Maybe it's unprocessed. So whatever healthy diet means to you or healthy eating means to you, frame it, like write it out. What does that mean for each type of food group or eating situation or meal so that you're actually defining that healthy diet? That's your H. Okay. So once you've defined what eating healthy means to you, what would be the next step that you would suggest taking? So your A, your H-A-B-I-T, your A step would be ask yourself, What's in the way of you achieving that healthy diet? So mm-hmm. is it circumstances? Is it the you know, situation? Is it a bad routine? You can't just say, you know, the healthy diet is this and I want to get there. You have to say, well, what, ask yourself, what is in the way? What are my obstacles so that I can address those? You know, it's interesting with the obstacle thing. It's kind of like when we write narratives, like in the film or television world, you're always trying to put obstacles in your character's way so that they have to overcome them, which leads to some meaningful uh, narrative or arc change in their characters. So I suppose in this way, you just need to, you know, kind of be a creative writer and discover in your own life, what are those obstacles? Is that right? Like a speed bump, uh, sort of, yeah. You need to self-reflect, basically. This is your assessment. The A could also be assessment. Hmm. Right. Okay. So once you've honestly assessed what your pitfalls are, what do you think um, you do next to avoid those? So then the B of the H-A-B-I-T is behaviors. So rather than thinking about the individual foods, you actually have to look. Habit is behavior. It's a matter of choices of what we do. So what behaviors, what actions do you need to change? What are the ones that you're doing 
poorly or that you're willing to shift. And then you have to identify the alternatives of what it is you want to do. So um, there's a uh, behavior change specialist, uh, BJ Fogg. He's a PhD uh, from Stanford and he's the author of Tiny Habits. He says that you have to identify the ones that you want to do, you can do, and that are impactful um, to be effective because it wouldn't make sense. Let's say if I just said, oh, a healthy diet means eating more fiber and um, I don't get enough salad, so therefore uh, I'm going to eat more coleslaw, all right? Why would I choose that if I don't like cabbage? That would be, that would be like making myself gag it down. It's not one I want mm. to do, right? Right. right. So you have to identify the ones that you're willing to do uh, that, that are achievable, that you can do, and that are effective as a replacement. It's not enough just to say, I need to stop doing X. You need to identify what actions you are going to do to, to implement. Hmm. So what would, what, what would an example of that be, perhaps? Like, and maybe someone that you've done this with or, or someone, you know, that's gone through this with the behavior change. What's an example of that? Okay, so first, let's say that um, someone is looking at getting a more calorie-controlled diet. So a healthy diet to them is energy balance. And they've identified, uh, they've asked themselves what's in the way. They eat uh, too big of a large portion. They drink um, sweetened beverages. Maybe they're mindlessly eating between meals. So that mindlessly eating between meals, they're going to address and their behavior instead of randomly grabbing something from the kitchen to snack on. Instead, they're going to choose to drink water or chew gum if they're not really hungry. So they've said, this is what I'm going to do instead. This is the behavior, the alternative I'm willing to implement. So is that like when you think, when you catch yourself doing that uh, behavior that you want to get rid of, you then catch yourself doing that and then you go, okay, here's what I'm going to do instead. Like that's kind of you try and build that in your mind, your mindset. Exactly. That's the that's the eye of the of the habit is the implementing that change. And it's a deliberate choice that you consciously have to make repeatedly. Like practice makes perfect until it's it becomes unconscious. I was trying to explain it as a brand new driver, like a brand new student driver. You know, you have to tell them, okay. You're going to pull into the parking space and then your foot's got to be depressed on the brake pedal all the way. Then you're going to shift the car into park. Then you can turn off the ignition, right? And so there's like this process and they have to think about it because they're not used to it. And for mm. me to do that, it's like, boom, half a second. I can do all of those and I haven't even thought about it right. because I've done it so, so, so many times. So making those alternative actions is a deliberate choice repeatedly until it becomes second nature. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, before we get too much further into the final steps here, uh, we just so want to remind people that they can subscribe if they aren't already a subscriber. Always got to break in here with a subscriber message. You know me. Uh, but it's the best way to get new episodes delivered straight to your phone as soon as they come out, which is every other Monday. We always bring on nutrition experts, fitness experts, general health experts to talk about a variety of topics that'll keep you motivated, keep you healthy. So hit that subscribe button. I'm not really sure if it's a button. It might be a drop down. 
Whatever it is, whatever the case, subscribe to the show if you like what you hear and join the Living Healthy Army. What do you think of that, Brittany? That's a little thing I'm trying to get going here. Got to name our podcast listeners, Living Healthy Army. You in, you you with that? Or I you kind of like, nah? I like oh, it. Oh, you dig it? Okay. I'm, I thought maybe I'm you'd be like, it. nah. I'm okay. all for well, it. Well, hey, if you can come up with no, something else, I like maybe. It. What, the, <laughs> the LHA. All right. Um, cool. Well, no, great. Well, so, <laughs> I, I like our army. <laughs> Yeah, our, our living healthy army. All right. Um, well, great. Well, uh, welcome uh, to the platoon, everyone. Uh, thank you for subscribing. Now let's get back to the so. So we covered the HAB, but now we need to find out about it, the IT, right? So you kind of touched on the I a little bit. You said that was implementation. Is that right? Yeah, implementing the change. So the swapping of the one poor behavior for the improved one. Okay, so real quick, just to recap. So we first of all, you got to define what health a healthy diet means to you because it's it's different for everyone. Um, it probably shouldn't be eat pizza all the time. Probably shouldn't be that. Uh, then you got to ask yourself, what's in your way of achieving that kind of diet? You know, what are your obstacles? Be you know honest about that. And then you got to address those obstacles by figuring out what behaviors you need to change, kind of, or what actions you need to take. Um, so you know that you got to implement it. What are some of the most, I guess, I think you mentioned maybe that there's with implementations, uh, you deal with like triggers, but what are some of the more common triggers, you know, that give us the urge to eat? Uh, Like you mentioned mindless eating, for example, like you just kind of get up and you wander to the kitchen. And now that you're there, you open the fridge, you grab a snack, you know. Uh, So how do we kind of, what are some of the most common triggers you see that lead to that kind of stuff? Oh man, we're, we're so easily tempted to eat. It could be the smell of something. It could be that you, you hear the little chime of the ice cream truck. It could be a sound. <laughs> no, I'm serious. What? That's so true. Well, that hey, Br- Brittany, no, that how about it? that's true. Let's, let's do a quick yeah. one. Brittany, what do you think is a trigger for you? Like, do you, do you, have you identified any triggers for you? I can tell you here I while mean, you while you think of one, I'll tell you what I think mine. Yeah, one you tell us is. yours while I think of mine. One of mine is definitely like just watching television, which is I assume is maybe a big one for people. But watching TV like in the evening, if I like just put on you know Family Guy or something where it's like I don't even really have to be paying attention, <laughs> I literally sometimes will like turn the show on, start it, and I will walk to my kitchen to go get a snack while the show plays. It's like, what am I doing? I'm not even watching it. So Wait, so is it the, the act of watching TV, TV and I having think, a snack at the same time? I think it is. Or is it is. because you're influenced yeah. by the TV? No, it's not because Family Guy's like, get like, up and go TV? get a snack. No, no, I no, no, think no but you don't see something delicious and you're like, oh, I want to go eat that now. Like a No, 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 I don't think it's that. It's not. It th- sounds no, like I, you, you've already paired those two You've associated them from the moment you click the remote. It sounds exactly like. it exactly it's literally yeah it's it's kind like of goes bell, back to so. your relationship with food <laughs> i know it does a little bit our past episode yeah. it's true it, they're all kind of connected but that is one that i've discovered i'm like i need to like stay active and not watching television because it like it literally is so paired now that i it's hard for me to fight it it's very okay, difficult so, so so yeah talking about that that i can think of a few and that pairing oh Brittany came up with one okay go ahead Oh, well, no, I could just think of a few. Like, naturally, when I'm at the movie theaters, popcorn. I mean, you Mm -hmm. smell it everywhere. And instinctively, when I'm there, I just feel like, okay, it's time to treat yourself. Get some candy, get some popcorn, enjoy, you know, enjoy the show. Right. Um, Well, that got taken away because of the pandemic. So (laughs) that's a silver lining to the pandemic. But then another (laughs) one for me, 
when you're at yeah right when you're at home and I'm sitting on Instagram I follow a lot of food accounts and whenever I'm looking through it long enough it always causes me to go downstairs and get a snack or make something or eat something I'm always mm. hungry after I mean I guess that's I'm looking at food obviously so so then you'll have to pair pair the action that you want to do with something so in the example I gave before of the person that's mindlessly eating between meals and they said, okay, instead of my uh, wandering into the kitchen that they're going to drink water or chew gum instead. Well, their, their trigger they want to pair that with is every time they change room. So if I get up from the desk and I'm leaving my home office, I'm going to grab my water bottle to take with me. So it's already in my hand and easy, you know, to get up to my mouth or, mm. you know, pull the chewing gum out of my pocket or something. So that's an example of pairing it with an action. So, Andrew, I'm going to ask you in yours of, you know, turning the TV on and wandering to the kitchen for some people um, that's staying on the sofa all night because you said be more active instead. So are you in your, I'll say, comfy clothes, kind of your house pants, pajamas, whatever, <laughs> when you watch TV or are you wearing workout gear? I hmm, that's a tough. Yeah. One. Probably in loungewear because yeah. it's I, I I now I've done more. My workouts are now more in the morning, so yeah, uh, <laughs> probably in loungewear. Yes, that is that is true. I'm relaxing, so, relaxing, winding so down. So if you if you break that, maybe he also has a very comfy chair, yeah. lazy boy chair. <laughs> Put your feet up. It has the I foot do. elevation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know about that thing. <laughs> Okay, as long as it doesn't have like a food tray, that would be. That no, would be it does not. I do not have a food tray. No, <laughs> I, that, that I do not have that. But yeah, it, it, that is interesting. So I wonder. I do need to figure out. Like I've also found. Like I almost am like if I just don't go in my kitchen, I can get over it. But like if I go in my kitchen, it's all over. And so I'm like, just don't go in my kitchen. Sometimes we need a. A, a distraction that's actually helps get in the way. So for example, uh, if this is an after dinner time that you're talking about and mm -hmm. you brush teeth, maybe then if you did teeth whitener or you did your dental rinse or you put on mm. your retainer or any ah. of those things that really, you know, your mouth has to be fresh and pure and clean for all those things to work. So if, if you do those as an interruption, <laughs> before you sit down, that yeah. might help you break that association. That's interesting. I do have a night guard, so maybe I will start I had start a boyfriend that, that did in. that before bed. <laughs> do it. Yeah, yeah. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, that's, that's you know, right. That's that's really interesting. Um, Yeah, maybe I will definitely have to try that. That's definitely one that stuck out to me that I'm like, this is a trigger um, for me. Uh, that I you don't even almost realize it just creates this like urge and I almost feel like you know if children sit down and eat a meal in front of the TV they start to develop that kind of um, connection you know to where it becomes like this like you said a paired thing and it's you got to really work a little bit hard to break that pair or sure or like or like the expectation of dessert like since when since when did we have a dessert following every single meal like, excuse me, right, like, right. it's supposed to be a, a precious treat to enjoy, right, not, okay, right. lunch is over piece of cake, dinner's over ice cream, lunch is over cookies, dinner's over pie. No. Right, right. <laughs> that was awesome. That was almost, I feel like that's like a song that's getting ready to start. Right? I did, that, I that did rhythm watch to Hamilton it. this weekend. So I, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. It's you know, so okay, good. this is a little bit of a side note on dessert, but I thought about it and I thought, I th 
now when we order food and bring it back home, we eat the dessert if we get it. Uh, we eat the dessert first. Hear me mm. out, okay? And the reason cool. is because it's like dog <laughs> telling this to a nutritionist is probably a terrible idea, but it has ice cream, so it's like a bazooki. Okay, we love that. So we eat it first because my oh, thinking is, look, that thing gonna isn't melt. gonna, it's gonna melt. It's not gonna last. You can't really save it. It's not gonna be the same. So eat it now. And the food, your main dish, you can save half of it for tomorrow or the next day. So like I've kind of restructured my um, eating I have a hierarchy, I guess, when it comes to <laughs> takeout. So I don't <laughs> know. That's just totally random. But I, I do dessert first. And I, we don't have a dessert after every meal. Or Here's know, my question, though. Would meal. you do that with every type of dessert? Or is it only because the ice cream is going to melt? You know, that I, as I was saying it, I was thinking about that. I think it's just all about will it be okay if I save it for tomorrow, if I can't Because you're right, it, the bazooki words, won't be you know? the same even in it's two hours. It's not the same. No, exactly. Well, no, you why can't you that. put it in the freezer for an hour while you eat? The because cookie gets just, <laughs> Yeah, the cookie's not warm anymore. So the, now the cookie, the you got to reheat it. You know, all of a sudden yeah. you're using like energy and, you know, you got to like pay you're your gas bill. Energy. And I don't know. I just... <laughs> So no, much more effort reasons. goes into making having that dessert. Yeah, but okay, I do as think as an that, aside because we need to get back to habit. But as an yes, aside, there there is some justification to uh, at least with children to have whatever we would consider the dessert item to be served with dinner, so that it's not regarded separately. It's not a reward. It's not uh, you know you have to eat your vegetables in order to get X that uh, when I worked for Head Start, and that's a preschool program, uh, it was it was done at the same time. So if you serve the tacos and you serve the orange slices and you serve the little you know sugar cookies and you had the milk out and you did it all at the same time family style, the kids didn't down all the cookies before they ate the rest of the, you know, they chose the tacos and they had some um, carrots and they have really? the orange slices. Yes. I'm really? shocked. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I am very I'm, bring, shocked I'm sorry, that. but I am going through this live right now and I cannot stand by <laughs> and, and listen to this perfect world situation. I Honestly, that's amazing for those kids and maybe my kid is just wacko. No, but because, but... because they, they knew that it was there, that it was available, right. that it was part of the meal and they would each get one. Well, that, so, yeah, that, I think that makes so was, sense they theoretically. they knew that they had it no matter what? Exactly. They just didn't but put I, it on I've their plate or I've seen my niece and nephew. Right. I've seen my niece and nephew, though, where they know they're going to get dessert at the end, but have to finish their meal to get, I mean, I guess it's not quite well, the same to present he, them all at once. But, but here... Here's why I think we've gone to the dessert comes after you finish your meal because you put it on. Theoretically, it makes sense to me, but in practice, you put everything there and the kid eats the dessert right off the, the bat, and then they don't finish the important protein on their dish, and then you're in this big old battle. Like you need to finish all of it. I gave you the option. You went there first, fine, because I'm trying to be all good. Like everything's <laughs> available, and then but then you didn't finish, and now you didn't eat what you needed to, and now it's a big argument about it, and now you don't sleep well, wow, and then Andrew, you know something's going on <laughs> in your house. I don't know. It's Maybe a this- battle. Well, did it over take here. time? Did it take time for the kids to create a behavior like that? Or was it something that they initially did the first time that you put it all out well, there? Also keep, also keep the in mind that this is, this is a, a small portion controlled item. It's not like 
you know, an eighth of a cheesecake that has like a whopping 500 calories right. is going to yeah. displace right. the meal. I'm talking about the size of an Oreo. I'm talking, right. you know, yeah. it, it's something modest. I could right. see them I mean, learning over time. That, okay, if I eat my food, it'll still be there. So I'll do both or or not. But yeah, I have you still are battling to finish the plate, though. No, it's not like, first you know, instinct. You know, have you ever yeah. seen the, the little psychology films where they put kids in a room with a secret camera and they left them with a slice of a chocolate cake or a cookie? Yeah. And they said, if you don't touch it, you can have twice as much after 10 minutes. Right. And the patient's experience. Them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's crazy. You watch all the mom and dads go through it during quarantine with their kids and either M&Ms yeah. or jelly beans. <laughs> Some of these kids amazed me. Others ate them all. So going, so going yeah. back to the habit thing, that wasn't so much an, an intervention that, that, or behavior that the children chose, but that was presented to them. And like we talk about um, getting kids to eat right and role modeling, presenting it to them in a very neutral way, but repeated multiple times. And that's what I was talking about. The, the implementing mm-hmm. the new behavior is repeated multiple times so that it becomes, that becomes the second nature. It becomes the expectation of not sitting down and stuffing your face when you watch TV, but maybe popping in that, that night guard. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that that's where it takes, I think, practice with these things. The implementation is, okay, now you have to exert some discipline in sticking to your plan of how you, you created the plan with HAB, basically. Ah, you're implementing the plan, and that's where it takes that discipline to follow your plan and not deviate too much from that, I imagine. Um, exactly. Okay. So that's, that's H-A-B-I. We got to get to the T, which so- is step five. <laughs> And so what would be the is, last step in the process? T is tailoring the plan. So that means you can tweak uh, what trigger you've paired it with or the alternate behavior to overcome whatever you know obstacles might come in the way. And, and so you have to monitor and evaluate to get there. So I'm going to give an example of um, uh, an, another uh, H-A-B-I-T, a whole other scenario. So let's say the healthy diet this person says, okay, I need something high in fiber and low in saturated fat to help lower cholesterol. That's their healthy diet. Their A is, hmm, why, why can't I get that done? Well, I'm asking myself, I'm assessing, I don't have time to cook. I end up eating out and frozen meals, etc. So B, they say, okay, the behaviors I'm going to do Instead of fried foods and heavily cheesy items, instead of ordering those, I'm going to order, you know, salad and vegetable side dishes and things without dairy. So they plan that intervention. They say, okay, so now I'm trying to order those things. And I find myself when I'm scanning the menu, trying to get lean select, uh, leaner selections and get more fruits and veggies, I, I'm out of time. It's I'm, I'm actually getting to my meal so late that, that I'm ordering quickly, I can't find them, blah, blah, blah. So then they have to tweak their plan and say, okay, well, if the menu's too overwhelming as an alternate, now they need to maybe download apps that they can save favorites on the, you know, the pre-order menu or hmm. identify um, the, you know, the PDF menus for sit-down restaurants of, of what they're going to get once they get there. And so hmm. maybe it's not at the moment of ordering, but they're making their decisions ahead of time. And that's their tweak, is they have to be able to do something a little different, but still follow the same 
uh, objective. That's a great example. That's a great example. Like, I think that that's really interesting. So you do, you leave room at the end there to kind of reassess, are you able to actually execute your plan that you created? Because it's all good on paper. And then when you start doing it, you got to see, are you actually finding success with this? And if not, you might need to tweak it to still do what you want to accomplish. You just have to attack it from another angle. Um, Yeah. And I, ideally you won't, it's not trial and error. Ideally, you won't have to change much if the behaviors, the B part, if the behaviors that you chose to implement are ones, again, that you are wanting to do. It's not you're being forced to. You're not like, oh, it's the bottom of the barrel. Okay, I'll do it anyway. Um, they're ones that mm-hmm. you can do. They're achievable. They're within your budget. They're within your lifestyle, your time frame, or whatever. Don't say you're going to cook everything from scratch if you're an on-the-go person. I mean, that's ridiculous. Right, right, right. And, and that they're impactful, that they actually <laughs> will help you reach that goal. So if you do those three things um, when deciding what behavior I'm going to do instead, then you shouldn't have too much tweaking to do. Hmm. That's awesome. And a quick side note on the app thing that you mentioned, I am loving ordering through apps right now i it's like everyone allows ordering through apps and i'm like this should be the new normal i love it you can reorder what you did last time i'll pull up my my pizza thing and then i'll say yeah i just want that again because i've got the same four family members with the same four preferences right it didn't change much yeah exactly it's so nice and just to like avoid like okay let's say you're you know going through a drive-thru or something. And uh, it's like, now I can't see the menu because my mirror's in a weird position. And I'm like, and I feel like pressure because I'm in line. And I'm like, sorry, I I didn't decide this beforehand. Now with the app, I can sit in my lazy boy and I can decide right there in, <laughs> in my own time. And then I can just drive out and pick it up real quick. It, it's fantastic. It's fabulous. And it's also dangerous a little bit when it comes to the fast food ones. So watch out. I've been down that path, everyone. Heed my words. Don't keep those apps on your phone for too long, okay? <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to have to work really hard the next few months to burn it off. But um, all right. Well, th- this is cool. This is great <laughs> that we did five steps to jumpstart your diet and one tip from Andrew on how to totally derail your diet. So don't download those apps. Second thought. Um, but it seems like this whole, let's do actionable advice here. It seems like this whole episode was basically one big actionable advice segment um, with the steps of habit. But can you kind of recap the five steps to jumpstart your diet? Five steps okay. of habit. Five steps for habit, the H-A-B-I-T, the H is the healthy diet. You have to find, define what that means to you. A is ask yourself what's keeping you from achieving that. So do a little self-assessment. The B is the behaviors that you want to stop doing and those that you are going to do instead. The I is implementing that change with deliberate, repeated choice until it becomes second nature and the t is tailoring the plan to adjust to reality great awesome okay so follow that habit plan maybe let us know on social media uh if it worked for you um but uh thank you again debbie for joining us on this episode it's always fun talking to you and thanks for jumpstarting our diet in the new year you are more than welcome thank you debbie All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, We know you guys like the nutrition episodes, so we're going to keep making them. But please let us know what topics you want us to dive into next. Uh, You can use the hashtag livinghealthypodcast on any major social platform, and we'll take a look. And don't forget to subscribe to the show so you can get next week's episode delivered straight to your phone. 
We'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. But until then, live healthy and we'll see you in the gym.